It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Well, hello, Catherine. Hey, Frank, how's it going? I'm doing well, thank you. Merry uh, Advent, practically Christmas. Practically Christmas in I, every way. I dug out the red shirt for this. That's Yeah, it's nice. Because you know what I always say, ho, ho, ho. Where? <laughs> when I say it, I think of the Santa Claus in um, A Christmas Story. Okay. You know, you'll put your eye out, kid. Ho, ho, ho. I don't remember that character. He's Santa Claus? Santa Claus says it to the kid? Yeah, and whenever he puts his boot on his forehead and pushes him down the slide. Yeah, no, I don't remember this at all. So you're not one who watches the Christmas Story Marathon? Because I don't either. I'm I'm, I'm glad to know it. All right. Well, there's a couple pieces of business we have to get to (laughs) before we get into um, what's wrong with Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much. So stick around for that. <laughs> our uh, merch store, I have finally made a few um, significant breakthroughs on our Frank and Friends show merch store. And we've got to say thank you to Tanya Cinnamon for uh, being the first one to buy a pint glass and a hoodie. Nice. And uh, I bought my, a hoodie for my wife. In fact, do you want anything for Christmas, Catherine? Because you know what Probably. I could buy you. You know yeah. what I could buy you. Well, you know what I need. Oh, a cell phone case. I do. You know, so I could literally just order that. <laughs> it wouldn't be very. I mean, that would be nice, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks for telling me because I could probably. You could probably right, make just, that happen. Uh, right? Yeah. Could, yeah. <laughs> you know, I could I get the wholesale prices, but we do appreciate those purchases because you're supporting the Frank and Friends show. You're helping us buy the batteries and the. The other things, paying off the camera and all the other things that we have um, to do the show, uh, and that's fantastic. And the merch, by the way, here's what's exciting, is the bucket hat, which is a silly item. It's it, cute. It frustrated me to no end because I'm not an artistic designer. I'm, I'm not good at graphics. And the way they have you do it, they give you this template of a hat. And it's like, here's the front panel, and here's the top, and here's the back panel, and here's the brim. And they just lays your logo on there, and it just splish splashes over, and it's yeah. all disconnected and discombobulated. Yeah. It looks great. Well, what I, okay, thank you. Yeah. Because I moved that, I just moved the logos around, and uh, then added another logo on the front. Yeah. And that's not what I originally was trying to do. I originally was taking the the title card with the mountains and the trees. Sure. And laying that on there, and on the right. hat. And that didn't work. It was too much graphics and it was crashed the system so i kept trying i kept trying and finally i got the bucket hat as you see it and what i've done is um, you can get it i only made it available in colors that i thought were close to our logo so you can get it in white or blue or green uh, with the logo splashed on there but my wife thinks it's cute you think it's cute it is check it's cute (laughs) and as rudolph the red-nosed reindeer would say she thinks it's cute. <laughs> and you can find it at frankandfriendshow.com backslash store. Nice. So the bucket hat is all the way down at the bottom because it's the most recent thing I added. Um, also, I finally, speaking of the, the bucolic cartoon Smokies that I like, that uh, Jody Collins did for us, we've got the mountains and the motel sign with the sticks yeah. and everything. It's at the beginning of every episode. I finally got that not only on the beach towel, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. But I got it on the uh, uh, what's called the canvas print. So one of the things I'm going to buy myself um, is the canvas print. And nice. then after Christmas, we can hang it up on the wall. Oh, that'll be us. fun. Yeah, that'd you know, be great. I just thought that'd be In humorous. our studio. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, right now, I mean, I spend... Hours trying to get the logo down there in the in the corner right here or right here. Right. This logo right here that I'm imagining. Right. Yeah. It's. it's you'll notice in some episodes it just disappears for a few seconds because I've screwed something up. 
it's oh, it, remarkably difficult to get that on there for, for the, the whole, whole time. episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> you have to stretch it out all the way and then duplicate it and then ma- match it to itself. And So if you watch through this whole episode and you find a hole in where... Oh, yeah, the, go ahead and send a complaint letter. Yeah, can, please let us know in the comments yes. what time that happens at. Because there's nothing I can do about it <laughs> except beat myself up. And at, it'll be fun. It's yeah. like maybe we should give away prizes. Just send it right for, to you know. uh, frankandfriendshow at gmail.com. <laughs> give you a prize. I'll give you a prize. <laughs> But don't forget to subscribe and smash that button. Yes, yeah. on the YouTube. Our YouTube subscriptions have been inching up higher and higher, and I, th- I appreciate it um, for all of you who have done that. So that's that's really cool because, you know, that's one of our goals is to get to a 1,000 subscribers and, you know, keep doing all the, the fun things that we're doing. Um, but last time you we did this show by remote, you were in New York. I was. And, you know, it was surprisingly not as cold as I thought it was going to be. Well, it depends. Yeah, I mean, you were there in early December. Early December. Yeah. It, it could go either way, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can go there in late December and be frozen to sub-zeros. Yeah. Or vice versa, you know. Yeah, it was quite pleasant, and I ran into a lot of friends. I, I had meetings with people who used to live in Knoxville that I didn't meet with when they were in Knoxville. <laughs> so I went to New York to meet with them. Now, do they live in New York now? They do. Okay. Yeah. Because also, people from other parts of the country go to New York during this time of year for the opera scene. That's true, too. You all go to mix and mingle and be operatic Absolutely. with each other. Yeah. So you'll run into people from uh, the West Coast and the, from, you know, the Midwest and the South and the Southwest. And they all you all show up in New York at the same time. From everywhere. And you audition for each other and you play piano <laughs> for each other and you do... We talk m- to each other. Musical we, things. Yeah, go to lunch and... So you're see a, shows and Now, you things. posted a picture. I mean, I'm not saying you don't look good now. Plus, don't take this in it. Don't take this the wrong way. Wait for it. Because you look fine. You look fine. But you posted an, you and the audition look. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have like a an audition day attire for the podcast. Oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I, I could keep up. That's a pretty high bar. Frady going to an audition is like, excuse me, madam, do I know you? <laughs> Who is the fancy lady? I do like that dress. It's really pretty. It's off the shoulder. It wasn't just the dress. It was the makeup and the hair. You know, it was all done up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a performance. I mean, and that's, that's the thing with, with opera auditions. They're so different, really, than musical theater auditions. I love musical theater auditions because I could show up like this. Yeah, and most people theater. probably show up in shorts or sweatpants. Or jeans. And, it's like yeah. the, when you see the beginning of a chorus line, that is pretty accurate as to right. what people would show up for an audition, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, but for opera, you get dressed up as if you're giving a performance. Oh, wow. So. But not a, in costume, you dress up like as if it were a concert. A concert, Con- Concert yeah. garb, not, con- not costume. Yeah, it's, it's cocktail attire. Yeah. 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 Well, how did the audition go? It went well. You know, I sang for um, a friend of mine. Actually, I met her. I'm not going to tell you how long ago I met her. But we've known each other many, many years. And now she is running an opera company. And, you know, people say the same thing about you. It's true. You understand that there are people who say, well, I've known Catherine for a while. Now she's got her own opera company. Why don't we get her to do our show? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And I ran into a lot of people I I knew and didn't expect to see. So you show up at some... Not a hotel room. There's an uh, there's an audition room. It's the Opera America Center. Actually, holds a lot of the auditions. Okay, so they have what would and a rehearsal space is. I mean, it's not exactly a gym, but it has like probably a dance type floor yeah. or a gym type floor, so you can move. Yeah, and it's got instruments, or do you have to bring your own? 
keyboard? What do you have to do? Well, they always pick a room that has a has a piano in it. Okay. So one of my auditions was in a very small practice room with a piano, and we we're not very far away from one another. And but a real piano, not an a real record. piano. Okay. Yeah. And I'm probably an upright or something. No, a, a baby grand. Oh my. Yeah. Fancy. And for the well, you're all dressed up. You have to have a baby grand to go with it. I think you, you know? a mama grand or whatever for the way you looked. Well, I did that day. That day, I did have a mama grand in the room, and it was not just a small little studio. It was actually the recital hall at the National Opera Center. Who plays the piano for you? So, oh my goodness, pianists in New York. You would think that they would be everywhere. Well, let me ask you a question. You know Rochelle Bard. Yeah. She can sing and can play the piano. Could she theoretically? No, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't um, play for your own audition. That you really would look wouldn't. bad because yeah. they'd hire you as the pianist. Right. Okay. So yeah. how do you how do you do it? It was basically like looking for Waldo in a Where's Waldo book. <laughs> it's New York. It's I know. Biggest, it is the biggest city on the continent. I have to tell you, I wrote. I went through fifteen pianists, friends of mine, and none of them were available. For this audition. Well, because everyone else is auditioning, they probably all got booked up, right? I guess they were booked or, or they were they traveling. Or they smart enough to, yeah, they take vacation. They know, oh gosh, it's a, here comes Freddy, let's take a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> they were all very apologetic. But uh, yeah, I, we yeah. did I have to send all, out the search all... committee to find a pianist for me. So I, I worked with a, a, a person I did not know on uh, that last audition. So, but it went well. You know, we as sang. As long as they kept their eyes on the music. They did. You, we're you know, fine. You they, know. they did pretty well. Like, you don't want to be going like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we performed with one of the pieces from the Copper Queen. And so they had never seen the music before. Well, who has? So, this is the one you're yeah. doing in June. That's right. And it's the first time it's been staged. Is that right? That's right. So the Arizona Opera did a filmed production of it, but Marble City Opera is doing the staged production. And you get to play the ghost lady. Yes. So you're using that in your auditions to show off that, you know, why? Well, because everyone's doing new opera. Even the Met, they just commissioned with LA Opera a piece called Eurydice, which I actually got to see. Oh, how do you spell it? Like Eurydice. But because it's in English, they call it Eurydice. But it's EU. EU. Okay, so it's a it's a famous. Is that like a famous Greek tragedy that I should? Know? It is. Yeah, you know, I think it's Orpheus. I, I or did. I, I bombed out of um, Greek honors. I took an, an honors class, an interdisciplinary honors class, one semester, and the professor thought I was a drug addict because I couldn't keep <laughs> up and I couldn't do the assignments. I think he's on drugs. I don't. He told my I parents. couldn't either. That was the. I was in honors English too until was, we had to do I, mythology, and I was like, I can't do this. I, the names and the spellings. I remember Herodotus from the history section. Mm. Yeah, I don't but when, so when you said that, you're I'm like, oh no, I'm getting a bad, I'm getting a bad <laughs> feeling right now. <laughs> well, they do go get dragged to hell and don't come back out. So I'm not, I'm not a bad feeling about the content of the show. Just a bad feeling about <laughs> learning it, studying it, failing at it. Yeah, it was bad. all right, but it's okay. Did they do a good job? Yeah, it was cool. They had these stone people, which were fun. They were dressed up as stones, and they were like the stone chorus. Oh. Like a Greek chorus, but stones. That okay. Kind of, that was kind of my favorite part. That's yeah. cool. The set was cool. The costumes were cool. The singing was cool. And you're one of the first people to ever see it. I think the I think L.A. Opera actually um, produced it right before the pandemic. So I see. All yeah, right. so other people had seen it first. It's funny, because this is the same thing that Marble City is doing in Knoxville. You get an opera company in Indiana or Ohio or somewhere and you do this joint commission and you both put on this show and yeah. Yeah. the LA and New York just do it. They're just, they're just bigger just cities. Bigger scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fancy. Yeah. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Well, now you're back in town and obviously we've had um, 
in the interim, since you've been back from New York, we all did the Nativity Pageant over the weekend of December 11, 12, 13. That's right. And, and this did, was you performing again. And you. We were both performing. But this was not you singing at all. You've sung, you have been the vocal soloist many years ago. In fact, I've dug up a picture. <laughs> yes. On the Because you have like, special powers of finding like, these pictures yeah, you know what it from, was? from a long time ago. Yeah, you go to Facebook and you uh, search for Nativity Pageant pictures and then you go to sort by year and you just go one year at a time until I found some blonde lady who resembled you. <laughs> And that, there it was. It was me. It wasn't really that super difficult, but I made it sound harder than it was. That's hilarious. Well, so that how many 20, times? 2015 was, you were the soloist, I think is what okay. it said, right? That's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, you were saying? How many times have you done the Nativity pageant? Twice. Twice, okay. I went as an audience member one time because they had my wife, Jerry, as the uh, prelude. Somebody on the committee uh, that year asked, they were all, I guess, supposed to get you know, prelude entertainment. And we saw what we had this year. We had a lady playing Christmas carols on the harp. And we had a show choir. I think it was Holston. Holston show choir. Show choir. And the K-Town Brass. So this was all big productions, right? Yeah. So my wife is asked to come out and sing some Christmas carols as the prelude. And this is multiple. This is also probably, it's like 20, also around 2015, 16, somewhere oh, okay. in there. I, I have to look up. Because if it turns out that it's the same year. That would be fun. It would be hilarious. Because I didn't know you then. Yeah. Um, and... So she asks, okay, well, what do I have to do? Well, you come out and you sing and you do your thing. And she says, well, who's the accompanist? And much like you found, no, 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 there's no accompanist unless you want to bring your own. Right. And she probably would have had to bring her own keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So what she did is she went over to church and got the hymnals and picked out a bunch of Christmas songs that she could do a cappella. We bought her a pitch pipe. Nice. Or maybe she downloaded a pitch pipe app if they had them back then. But I remember buying her a pitch pipe. Nice. An actual one. And so she got out there and did, and and then sang and just sang for twenty minutes a cappella. That's great Christmas carols, and that was the prelude. I love it. <laughs> so that was your first experience. That was my first experience, and I sat in the audience and I thought, oh, this is nice. Yeah. And I recognized, of course, the voice actors. Right. Because I'm thinking, oh wow, that's Tom Miller, who used to be the uh, male narrator. I didn't know Marcia Mary, who was the main female narrator, but she's like the star. Everything is. Yes. Everything yeah. is compared to Marcia Mary. Everything she set the standard she was for fabulous. twenty or thirty or forty years of being the female narrator, and you're either a worse than Marsha Mary or almost as good as Marsha Mary. Yeah. That's 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 the range that you can get. That's right. the score you can right. get. Yeah, you know, oh, you were almost as good as Marsha Mary. Or <laughs> <laughs> she was fabulous. Yeah, you can't you can't exceed her. That's the range. So, um, but I also recognized you know some of the local actors who were doing the wacky character voices, and I thought. Oh, but That'd it never occurred fun. to me that I yeah. might be invited to do, to do it someday until that guy got another role at, uh, two years ago in 2019. Okay. The guy who was doing the voices, he had something better to do. Well, how can you have something better to do than the Nativity Pageant? He well, had something different to do. Yeah, all right, but it probably yeah. paid more. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So he took the role doing being on stage where you could he can be as, as acty As he guy. wanted to, yeah. Yeah, instead yeah. of being a voice guy. Right. And... And it occurs to Ernie, the director, we had just finished wrapped Scholars Bowl and we were working on the next thing. And he says to me, you know, I'm, I need to find some guy, who, like a, some, an, some, an improv guy who can do some voices. And, you know, someone suggested you. I'm like, well, yeah, why not? I'll give it a shot. So that was 2019. And I did the voices of these different characters, um, Isaiah and uh, Gabriel and Centurion and Shepard and... 
Magi and Herod. Herod. I really enjoy your Herod voice. Are you going to oh, sure. show us some of your Herod Sure, because actually when uh, Natalie Kimbrough, who's in the orchestra, is the music teacher at the school where Jerry works, and she says, I love Trang's voices. Well, you think he'd come to my class oh, and fun. show them how he did it? Nice. Because you saw me. Yeah. It's not just changing your voice from, you know, and sitting here the same way. I, it's all a, it's a contortion. Yeah. Yeah, you changed your whole physicality every single time. Yeah, because, yeah. I, well, you know, I want to use the voice to come out differently. So for Angel Gabriel, I tried to be as calm and soothing and much as close to my regular voice as possible because he has the most lines of my characters. Right. So that gives me a, a baseline. I can always revert to Angel Gabriel because that's just as close More to my normal. normal voice, but gentle. But then for um, Isaiah, I thought, well, I, you know, he's Old Testament. I don't know that much about the Old Testament, except, you know, I would watch um, Charlton Heston as Moses. It's a so good I'd person say, to watch. <clears throat> Behold. And I would put a little extra L in there, Behold. a little extra tongue. Behold, the Lord is my Savior. <laughs> you know who I also liked is the centurion when you cleared your throat. You know why him. I cleared my throat? Um, because I talked to the actor who played the centurion, and he's like, I don't know when to turn around and act like I'm starting to read. Oh. And, I, and I think in the older version of the script, there was a throat clear. Okay. And that, that's actually his cue to turn. Nice. So I added that back in. So he knew. So that he knows when to turn and, and with the scroll. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, by order of this decree. Yeah. I make it sound as uh, just gravelly. And ra- actually, now that I think of it, I'm doing Nelson Rockefeller. <laughs> Not that anyone would get that reference, but that's who he sounds like. Um, and then, of course, I love the way he says, by for taxation. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the shepherd boy, who I guess is not a shepherd boy anymore. He's a shepherd man. But I would try to, like, tighten up my vocal cords and sound excited, but let us go into Bethlehem. Yeah. And be yeah. younger sounding. Um, and then who am I leaving out? Oh, uh, Herod. Herod and the Magi. The Magi technically is an impersonation of my next door neighbor who lives, who's from Turkey. Okay. It's not even close. If you, if you compared him to me, it, they don't sound the same, but in my head, it's like, we have come to worship Jesus. You know, where, right. where is the Lord? You right. Know, it's kind of yeah. a just heavy, thick, you know, because uh, Turkey yeah. would be relatively close to where these dudes came from. But then the best is, like you said, I'll save the best for last, which is King Herod. So him, I imagine, um, being a cartoon. Okay. So here's the people I'm thinking about when I'm doing Herod. Is there's Simon Bar Sinister from the old Underdog show. Nice. There's Jafar from yes. Aladdin. Yes. There's some of these Christmas villains like um, the Snow Miser or whomever. Some of these bad guys with the big crooked pointy noses. Sure. Okay. That's what I picture. So then I, I go, I put my finger inside my nose. And I moved the microphone, so then instead of being down deep voice down here where this microphone is, I think I just bumped it, it's more up here in my sinuses. Go and bring back words so that I may worship him also. <laughs> and I yeah. make that face, because I want it to sound yeah. oily and disgusting and gross. Yeah, it was. It was good. And uh, that's the one that cracks everybody up. <laughs> I know. It is a little Jafar-esque. Oh, it's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like and somebody that. else thought it sounded like... Um, Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. Oh, I don't know who Emperor Palpatine is, but yeah. Have you heard of the Star Wars? Star Wars. Have you seen the Star mm. Wars? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> who hasn't? <laughs> so am I getting the name wrong? Is it not Emperor Palpatine? I just don't know that I know everybody's names. Okay. Yeah. Of all the people in Star Wars, who, who would sound the most like that? 
Luke Skywalker. Young Skywalker. Oh. Okay, so just the Emperor. Um, yeah. Okay, I didn't know his last name. <laughs> <laughs> or his first name. Just Emperor. Yeah, Emperor Pal. We call him Pal for short. <laughs> we can call him Mr. Patine. <laughs> you know, Emperor Pal Patine. Okay, got it. Got All it. Right. Well, you know, I enjoyed playing the voice of Mary, but Did you? on the last performance, I, oh, I got yeah. to step in as the... The narrator, and one of my favorite things, actually. It was a little backstage drama. A little backstage drama. That I intervened. You did. For the better or for the worse? Tonight was okay? Oh, it was great. All right. Yeah. What happened? Well, you called me half an hour before the production started and said, you know, Amy's not feeling well. She sounds hoarse. She says to me, she's sitting up there at her her position, and I I wasn't even planning on staying up in the booth. I just wanted to drop off my jacket and then go down to the party place and hang out with the... The party animals the with the nativity. Moms, yeah, all the nativity moms and drink, <laughs> and, and drink some of that spiced tea, which is really it makes my voice feel, my throat feel good. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going up there to drop off my stuff, and Amy's already there, and she's got this wide-eyed, panicked look like, Oh, no. I'm losing my voice. I said, stop talking. <laughs> First. First, stop talking. <laughs> Catherine and I may have to switch. Stop. <laughs> stop. First of all, stop talking. That's right. good. So she thought that maybe she could play Mary and you could be the narrator. And that's what I texted you. And right. I tried calling you actually first. You did, yeah. Um, because I was I thought, driving. I, it's fine. I'm glad you didn't answer. You safety first. Yeah. But uh, I thought, oh, you need as much time as possible to get this in your head. Right. You, we can't spring this on you after you climb that staircase. You need to know that. <laughs> right. Before. <laughs> before you climb the staircase. You, you have to save with a some, mission. You have you to know? save some breath. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Climb all the way to the top of the. <laughs> the rafters there. And then and once you get to the very, very top, then well, you have to climb up the ladder into this booth and you're brushing the ceiling when you're standing up. Yeah. So um, I said, well, we'll get, first we'll call Catherine. I said, first of all, Amy, it's not, it's really would be the director's decision. Of course. But here's the here's the way it's going to play out is um, if you don't feel well enough, if you if you think you have whatever your voice, if you don't, we don't know what's causing it right now. If you're having congestion or other sinus issues, maybe you shouldn't be around other people just in right, case. Right. Be safe, better safe than sorry. Because it could be vocal strain sure. from having done, you know, we did an extra rehearsal on Saturday. So we did three rehearsals and a performance on Saturday. That's true. Plus a performance on Sunday. Right. And then she had to go work at her day job at a school right. on Monday. So she could just have so worn she out. she could have just worn it out. It could just be vocal strain. Yeah. So that's option A, which would be but, perfectly safe to be around. But she also mentioned some sinus so pressure. Said, that yeah. means you need to back up. Yeah. Now, you don't want to risk getting anybody else, you know, your, your sinus, whatever it is. So therefore... Um, do, do you have the strength to do the voice of the narrators? I'm asking you. You're there. I'm asking yeah. you these questions because you're like, yeah. you 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 told me later. It's not like I can just say, "Go ahead, give me." Your- oh yeah, give it to me. You know, <laughs> like yeah, I'm sure I'll take it. You know, I mean, I'd be happy to do it, but I kept telling to her like, "Well, what do you want to do? What do you feel comfortable with?" I can't tell you whether or not you can get through the whole yeah. piece or not. It's long. I, I know that it's it's a lot of words. It's yes. a lot of talking over this Just hour. Even thinking about it, I need water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, but I didn't, I wanted her to make that decision. You know, she had talked to her, exactly. the director and everything, and, and the director was fine with doing whatever needed to be yeah, done. Yeah, the director but, was fine with swapping it out so that she would have played Mary and you would have played um, narrator. Right. But I said, now also, Amy, you got to think about it. How about the audience? Is the audience going to expect to hear a raspy-voiced Mary, Mary in the nativity pageant. Right. So you have to decide what you think is best. Can you do it without sounding raspy or 
do you want to take yourself out of the running? It's good. It's up to the, ultimately that's what she decided. I mean, right. You know, we, I, you saw what I was doing. I spelled yeah. it out to the obvious, yeah. everything except making the decision for her. Yeah. But I did want to make a decision. You know, we're, we're talking about 30 minutes before we start. I'm like, okay, well, whatever we do, let's decide now. Yeah. So that if I to, need to do it, I can practice. So you went, had to go, because normally you and I are the chatty Cathy's I know, before the yeah, show. Just doing our thing. We could have had the camera up. <laughs> <laughs> we basically <laughs> we did like extra episodes of the podcast that were not recorded. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I tried to turn and just and keep Bob, the other guy, engaged. We talked about his life in Hollywood, so that yeah. you could have. I hope it wasn't distracting. I was trying. Oh, to not keep at all. Not at all. It was great. Focus I, off of you, so you could do your thing. Yeah, I had chance to read through all of the lines to myself, and you know, make sure I knew when yeah. the entrances were. But yeah, it was a great time. So, I mean, one of my my, I feel very. Happy that Terry Weber was there. Yeah. And well, he's, he thought uh, that Mary and the narrator were two different people. Terry Weber is a local actor and director, and he used to be the director of the Nativity Pageant for years and years. And then our friend Ernie Roberts took over from Terry, and Ernie always feels like he's in Terry's shadow because Terry's known as uh, a director and right. as a founder of the Word Players. And a lot of the people involved, like the... Um, the other narrators who are not there this year, like the guy I replaced, he was an actor in the Word Players. I see. And I see. Rachel Norman, who had narrated it two years ago, couldn't this year because she was involved in a production of the Word Players. I see. So there's a lot of crossover yeah. there. Yeah. And to, so for Terry to show up and say we did a good job, it was very gratifying. It was, yeah. I was very appreciative of that. I saw him as Scrooge at Clarence Brown Theater. Oh, man, he was great. Was he? Oh, boy, yeah. He's not only a good director, he's a good actor. That's Which fun. I think is naturally you know fun fact is that he actually taught james my husband yeah when james was a theater student at the university of tennessee oh that's awesome yeah fun fact so nativity pageant if you want to get involved uh like someone asked me how do i get we, we actually they asked both of us remember the lady who came up to us yeah they said, said that, they wanted to do it she said how do i get to be in that what church runs this well actually no church there's the nativity pageant of knoxville incorporated a nonprofit corporation and if you go to um, KnoxvilleNativity.com, there's a place where it says cast, and you can volunteer to be in it next year. So now's yeah. the time while it's fresh in your mind is to do that. It is. Speaking of uh, websites and things to do, may I recommend a completely different subject? <laughs> well, I mean. I mean, Jesus rose from the dead. That's right. Dr. Bass raises dead bones to study them <laughs> exactly somewhat related nice segue bonezones.com don't forget the s where you can get fine uh, merchandise and they are local to the knoxville area so if you desperately um you know only days now till christmas or maybe you're going to see somebody after christmas contact bone zones and see if maybe you can arrange a pickup in the weigels parking lot nice that's what is usually it? when i have to pick go get something it's like meet me in the weigels parking lot <laughs> I'm like okay, which one? The one on Western, <laughs> the one on Western Avenue. I'm like okay, I'm here. Nope, you're at the wrong Wiggles. I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I have to go pick meetings. up. Yeah, something yeah. that I have to sign or something. And this here, hold this up. This is what a, is this uh, that I'm holding? This is called a challenge coin. And in the military and law enforcement, uh, challenge coins are um, they're like a trading coin, you know. And if um, you usually have a few of yours, and if there's some circumstance where if uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is in the military and in law enforcement, but there's some reason why you would be expected to give your challenge coin to someone else, and maybe vice versa. Okay. 
you know, some kind of professional uh, thing has happened. It's like a trade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a business card. Yeah. But obviously they're not cheap. No, Um, it's very heavy. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it is beautiful. So you can get a Dr. Bass challenge coin. I keep mine in my trophy case in the other room, but I wanted to uh, show it to you. Yeah, it has a wonderful picture of Dr. Bass on the front, um, Professor Emeritus. And on the back you have founder of the body farm. (laughs) I like, there's a... There's a uh, picture of the state of Tennessee with a skull in it. <laughs> it's pretty great. Oh, yeah. Nice. Right yeah. right where Knoxville would be, right where the body form would be. Yeah. That's oh, great. very cool. Bonezones.com. Yeah. Don't forget the S. Um, and that's here on the bottom of the coin. You can get the, we have to have it have these. But if you want some uh, t shirts or most people order the autographed books, that's the coolest thing is to get Dr. Bass. I mean, he's 93, almost 93 and a half. Um, get them to sign a book for you. Absolutely. Or get an autographed picture or something like that. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate the support. So Merry Christmas from the cheerful Bone Zones crew. <laughs> I, did get, I did get a Christmas card um, from Susan and the Bone Zones team Nice. the other day. So how many Christmas cards have you, you gotten so far? You know, um, I haven't kept count. You still were the winner. You were the you gave us the first Christmas card. You know, apparently, uh, our Christmas card that we sent out it was the first for many people. Yeah, and apparently that has shamed some people. Well, yeah, because what if you what if they're not what if you're not on their Christmas card list? But if by sending it out early, they can add you to the list, and it doesn't seem odd that's true but i've heard that people have been texting each other and then they've they've mentioned it to either myself or james and like oh yeah we all got this christmas card from you all we're like did you get one? Oh, did you get one yet can you oh no <laughs> how can they already have their christmas cards out <laughs> See, I'm, so, I'm worried yeah. about that because you know no matter what you do you're always going to forget sure to include someone on your list because you do probably because you don't have their mailing address. Yes. In a day and age of email and text, um, sometimes it's awkward to say on December 23rd, hey, what's your mailing address? I'm sending, finally sending out cards. You know, I keep a pretty extensive list of addresses. Well, you're in a different business than me. You're in a business of sending out fundraising letters and That's ticket true. solicitations. That's true. So that mailing ad- you would keep your mailing labels up to date. But I also have like a Christmas card mailing list yeah. specifically. Well, yeah. So as do we, but we didn't send out cards last year because, you know, it was too depressing. And um, Jerry printed out the list and I'm looking through the spreadsheet going, I'm crossing things out like dead, Aww. both dead. Um, that's what I guess I'm older than you. Yeah. No, well, these are people who are, would have been my mother's generation. So I actually right. had, to cross, I had to cross off my mother. You know, <laughs> sad. That's, it's sad, but oh no! Sorry, mom does not get a Christmas card this year because she's dead. And then um, my son-in-law's grandparents both have passed away in the last two years, so they're both off the yep, list. Yeah, uh, And then other people just moved. I know they like. I know our friends Todd and Donna moved to Oak Ridge, but I don't know their address anymore. We had it for years, and now I don't have it. Well, did you write and find out what it was? Not yet. Okay. You can well. do that because uh, we've only Jerry printed up our Christmas card and. Um, Ooh, it's nice. But we haven't mailed any out yet. So I went and bought, I went to Postal Annex. Dr. Al Hazari is a very uh, great guy, does work with Dr. Bass. He's got this store that sells stamps and has P.O. boxes and all that stuff. We support his business. Nice. He advertises on my radio show, and I, um, I'll go and we mail all the packages to the Rocket Brothers. And you can see on there, now my issue with the Christmas card is that Jerry is not on it enough. 
There's one picture of Jerry. Just one. There's yeah. two pictures of me. Yes. There's and then two pictures of each of the grandkids. Okay. And a picture of Megan and a picture of Frank Jr. So you you're actually in these pictures the most. Well, I'm tied for first with all the kids. That seems appropriate, though. I mean, I stand by Jerry in this card and the choices she made. <laughs> I think I think there should be more Jerry on the card. But um, there's a picture of us at a, at a fundraiser where we're all dressed up nice in the spring. Nice. There's a picture um, that my friend Jessica Brackeen, I think, took one night after. It was actually on my birthday. Oh, okay. And after the Einstein Simplified show on my actual birthday, oh, right. yeah, we were in, in Market, City? Market Square, and oh. they have the, the the firefly lights strung up. Nice. And then for St. Nicholas Day, just the beginning of December, uh, Jerry sent the kids matching pajamas. Nice. So that is the most recent picture where they're all wearing their matching pajamas. And Cute. And then Jerry didn't even take these other ones. She just stole them from Megan's um, That's good. Google Photos. Yeah. <laughs> as you do, as a good no, grandparent, I, but you, I'm thinking, you steal I, the again, photos. I, maybe I, I, my wife will be mad at me for disagreeing with her on this. But my thinking is, no, no, you can put on as many pictures on you want that you took. But, oh, no, you can steal photos. But we weren't even there. That's okay. They were here. We could have taken used pictures from when they were here. You could have, but, we you know, all right. that's all right. Well, here's another. <laughs> on the topic of Christmas cards, here's another one for you. Okay. Season's greetings. So this Christmas card I found uh, out by the trash bin. It doesn't have an... It's not addressed to anyone. Right. I found it um, on the ground next to our trash bin. Our cart. You know, our trash cart. Can I open it? Yeah. Wishing you a joyous holiday season and a new year filled with happiness. Happy holidays from John and Ty. So my strong suspicion is that these are the guys who empty our trash every week. And Could be. that what they've done is they left this card on the trash can, can and maybe it fell off. Okay. And this, I think, is them fishing for a tip. Could be. So what do you think? I mean... I'm not, I don't, I'm not opposed to them to giving them a, a Christmas tip, but I think this is, and I think this is smart because this way I know to do it. Right. Because you, you know? wouldn't know if they didn't leave this card. Right. You would, you would think, how do, you, how do you tip a garbage man? Yeah, but how do you... So if you did want to leave a tip, where would you leave it? You put it in the garbage. But then they're not going to get it. Oh, they get it. But they won't actually... Oh, they don't know they have it. Yeah. It'll yeah. go in the landfill. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Um, I guess they'll use it, write a check. Don't put cash in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I gave you a tip, and it's still in your bank account. Um, Frank no, I Murphy. think what you would do, in, in reality, I think in reality, you would tape the you you'd do a card back or an envelope back and can, tape it to the tape it to the top of the garbage can, and you would write on it in big letters, "Take John, me, John and Ty," right, so that they would then no. take the money. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is true, or if this is just a Facebook rumor, but I heard that it's you can't really tip the mailman or the mail carrier with cash or gift cards. Okay. The Former mail carrier said, "No, if you cash your gift cards, they they will uh, worry that the mail the uh, postal service will worry that the carrier might have stolen those from a card. So you right. it's better to give them something that isn't cash or gift cards, right? Cookies you know, like a, or, or a pair of socks or something right. that is obviously a, a right. gift. So anyway, I heard that um, you don't want to put cash or gift cards for your mail carriers because you don't want anyone to suspect." That they stole it, even though they obviously didn't, because you're giving it to them. Right. You're, and I think I, I'm sure I've given Starbucks uh, or some other kind of gift card to our mail carrier in the past. I wonder if they were able to take it. Hmm. 
I mean, you can address it to them plainly and clearly, but I don't know. Oh, that's a that's a good question. I guess I have to research that a little more. If you have any insight and you want to comment on it, yeah. um, you can do it in the comments below, or you know, um, send an email to frankandfriendsshow at gmail dot com. Oh. oh my goodness! I thought so. of one more thing. I'm speaking to the grandkids and the and the Christmas card. Okay, I meant to show you this picture when we were talking about them, but you know, Catherine, we weren't the only ones in a Christmas pageant. I can't show this picture on the oh, screen, nice. but that's um, Artie Rocket and his classmates nice. in a Christmas pageant. But it's really hard to figure out which one he is because they all have on their uh, masks, their school uniform their masks, and their costumes. Costumes, yeah. But he is in there. Are they? Are were there dogs in this nativity pageant, or are I think those, those are, sheep? I, I thought cows? they were like Chick Fil A cows. I mean, okay, Don't, no, maybe, yeah. I think they're cows. Okay, I don't know. Or may, they might be sheep. They could be sheep. Yeah. But those are definitely animals. Those are yeah, some sort of animal. So Artie's a human then, character, I'll tell you that. So is he is he Joseph? No. Is he an angel? No. Okay. So wait, I thought wait. actually thought he was this this cow or this animal, whatever that is. I thought that was him. Yeah, but it's not. Okay. No, he was the innkeeper. There he is. And now once you know it's him. Then you can definitely you yeah. can see the eyes. Yeah, you recognize him. Yeah. But so he probably thinks it's no big deal that we were at a oh, Christmas yeah. pageant because so was he, That's you know, right. with the class Absolutely. after school one day. But I, I also would love for him to come here one year and, and we just tell him, oh, yeah, you did a nativity pageant. So does Grandpa. Let's go see Grandpa's nativity pageant. Nice. <laughs> Although I think he'd love to be the kid who runs down the... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That would, uh, in fact, going back to Terry Weber, he said that was a thing that he added as the, direct, when he, the year when he was directing. This kid who runs in to see Jesus at the end, at the crescendo. One of my favorite moments. It works. Yeah, it really does. It works. It always makes me smile. How are we doing? You know what else time? makes me smile? Ending this show. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sad, no. <laughs> Christmas lights make me happy. So when I'm in New York, one of the things I do every time I'm there yeah. is I go to Saks Fifth Avenue uh-huh. and watch the light show. Yeah. But so my next door neighbor does that too. Oh, nice! We were probably there together. Well, she was there at Thanksgiving. Okay, and so you were there after. Not at all. But but, but, yeah. but also then my other uh, my school librarians who live in uh, Westchester County. She was down the same t- in New York, same time as you for her birthday. That's fun. So you went to Saks. I did, and I saw the Christmas lights. They have they light up the whole building, and they they play the music to go along with the flashing lights yeah. and the changing colors. And it's just one of my favorite things to do every single time that I go to New York, which is pretty much. Is it different every time? It's different every time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really pretty, and so it's not like beautiful. a been there, done that type of thing. No, it's it's exciting to see like how they light it up and what music they choose and all of that. But our neighbors also. At Thanksgiving, they were shaming us with their Christmas lights. Oh, that's early, though. They got it up before, I think it was before Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, there were these lights, beautiful white lights outlining the garage. And I was like, well, that's nice. And then the next day, their neighbors also had the same white lights lining up over the garage. Did they hire a company? Maybe. And then the third day, there was another one. And I said, look... They have started a competition over here. Oh, wait, I mean... No one else has lights up outside yet. They can't be... We look terrible in our little... You know, because it's a condo, so we have these different, like... Yeah, clusters. Clusters of. of homes. And this cluster over here is just making us all look bad. So I got out there and I put Christmas lights out. 
By yourself? By myself. Did you staple them to the, like, Clark Griswold, or what did you do? No, I put them, well, I got one of those nets that you can just, like, throw on. See, that's clever. On the uh, bush, which was great. And then I strung some other lights (laughs) and up the tree. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) That was for my friend Uh, Dean. I know. I know. I've seen those those at the store. They look good. Yeah. Um, Because for whatever reason, now Jerry has decided to get involved. I thought you were talking about an actual neighborhood competition no just one that i felt that the neighbors were competing with me well in west hills i couldn't let them win over in the west hills neighborhood they have an actual uh decoration competition they used to have a mailbox decorating contest nice but some of these places i believe and out in burbank they did this too where they would have a lights contest nice and people get big involved with the lights and the and the sound and the synchronization so um Jerry decides to buy a couple of things for Christmas, one of which is two strands of lights. So I come home one day, and there's lights across the um, the railing outside the bedroom. Nice. And you know, then we had to go buy a new um, electric, I, how would you describe it? I guess it's a Christmas tree spike. It goes, you normally would spike it into the lawn and plug the lights into it. Okay. And it has t- a timer, or it can be... Uh, Sunset sensitive. Oh, fancy. So she's got it all figured out now so that these lights that are up there, which are brand new, will come on at... Uh, at dusk or... Well, actually, I think maybe she's got it. So she turns them on and then they stay on for six hours or eight hours. Oh, okay, nice. Whatever. There's multiple options. So she picked the one that she liked. Nice. And I had to go stand out in the lawn while she's flipping through these different choices. Do you like the fast blinking? Or do you like the gold and silver? Gold and silver? Silver, gold, gold, silver? I said, I like it when it looks like the two strands are really just one strand. Right. So when they're doing the same thing. I don't like it when this one's flashing fast and this one's flashing slow. Right. That makes sense. So that's what we have. Nice. And um, then while she's on a tear, uh, she decided she needs a new Christmas tree. Maybe I'll tell you about that in the next episode. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I know we're running a little long, but it's worth it. Yeah. Why why wouldn't I tell you now? It's the last episode before Christmas, I think. Right? Yeah. Isn't it the last episode? Yeah, I think it is. So... um, We've had lived here in this house now for uh, 19 Christmases, and we've had the same uh, fake Christmas tree for all those years. Nice. And it gradually gets smaller because she starts. She doesn't put it all together. She leaves out chunks. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, because... <laughs> I don't know how you would do that, but okay. Well, all right. So this the tree's down there in boxes, yeah. and it's got these branches that hook onto the center right, pole, right. and you fold them down, right. and these ones are the ones near the top, and these ones are the middle, and these ones are the base. And, and so you the, just leave out the middle. No, you leave out the bottom. Oh. You, you don't. You, you leave out the bottom row, and all of a sudden you just have a tree that's that many feet I see. shorter. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Got so she decides, though, she's always wanted a pre-lit Christmas tree. They are nice. Do you I, have that? I, no, I, I, I was kind of thinking I wanted one, too. But Well, let me tell you about this deal before they're gone. And so she started shopping online or looking around. She went to a couple of stores, and they don't have them in the stores. I guess she went to the Walmart near us, and... Uh, but found out that they have some online at walmart.com. Okay. And I got to say that I was listening to Allie and Bean, and they were talking about this is the worst year to buy a Christmas tree because prices are up, the sh- shortage, the supply chain. So we had kind of written it off and decided this is not the year we're going to get do a new it. tree. Right. But she starts looking online at the prices, and they're not bad. Okay. In fact, even on the podcast, Allie went out and bought two more Christmas trees at Walmart and said, whatever that they told us, it was like the Christmas, it was like the Thanksgiving turkeys. Right. Where they told us there was going to be a turkey shortage. And then there were tons of turkeys left over. Yeah. Yeah. There was no turkey shortage. Right. And there's no Christmas tree shortage because we went to walmart.com and it's going to sound like we spent a lot when I say we spent $149 on a Christmas tree. Okay. 
but we got the one that was marked down from six hundred. Wow! And so I, is it huge? Yes. Oh my goodness! So it should be. And it's not here yet. We're recording this ten days before Christmas, and it's not here yet. Uh-oh. It's supposed to actually come today. Okay. I thought it might come last night. Yeah. Um, we should do an episode where we put the Christmas tree together. Well, that would make Jerry very happy because she doesn't have to, <laughs> that way. She doesn't have to do it because with her music schedule, singing at church and at the Clayton Holiday concert, she's booked up. Right. You know, right. it's one of the. It's like one of those memes where you know, we don't really put our Christmas tree up until Christmas Eve, not because of any traditionalist beliefs. It's just because you're busy. <laughs> there's, yeah. Musicians have no time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that's what we did. We could have gotten. You know, they had, they had $30, $40, $50, $60, all the way up. Nice. And I wanted, actually, it was my fault. I said, let's get the most expensive one because it's got the most savings. <laughs> well, you know, and it's going to be big and beautiful. I know. We, we got yeah. a measuring, uh, to get out a measuring tape to see if it's, it would fit. That's amazing. And I'm worried because it, the margin of error, the margin of error is, is about this much. I love it. Well, I it can't wait go, to see it. It should go this far from the ceiling. What's that, about two inches? <laughs> So you might have room for a star if it's little bit. Probably not. You'll have to staple it to the top. You <laughs> might, might have to actually cut or bend the top yeah, of the tree yeah, yeah. to make it fit. So yeah. that's going to be exciting. You'll that have to come over and look at it once Absolutely. It, uh, yeah. it's here and once everything is lit. Yeah. I still have one of those old ones where you, you put the branches in. Yeah, that's what we, have, the, you yeah. we have that down in the basement. Yeah. But I was pretty pleased. I wanted to get a new one. Uh, with that's pre lit, but I didn't find one that I liked in the well, store. Let so. me show you. Yeah, you might, you might want to seriously. Did you already put yours up? We did. Yeah, it looks pretty good. You though. might want to go ahead and buy one now. for next year. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. I know. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, speaking of buying things uh, for supporting us on the uh, the merch store for supporting Bone Zones, our advertiser on this episode. But if you want something that doesn't clutter up your house. Find it at frankandfriendshow.com backslash store. That's also good. But <laughs> I was going a different direction with it. That's okay. <laughs> Frank and Friends store merchandise will not clutter up your house. <laughs> Unless you, you know, you're you you're one of those people who throws your clothes on every which way as but you want to dress. don't be one of those people. Uh, no, hang it up in the closet where it belongs. But if you wanted a gift that would create zero clutter. Okay. How about a subscription to Audible? That's true. Go to audibletrial.com slash show and try out Audible Premium for 30 days for free. Download the audiobook or other title of your choice. You can and whatever, keep it. Yeah, whatever counts for one credit. You can download it and keep it forever. And, um, and just sample it because you can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, iPad, on yeah. your Amazon Alexa, whatever. You know, you just tell it to play your Audible selections. And it'll play it right there for you. And it remembers where you leave off. So if you listen to it on one device. That's nice. And you only get up to chapter whatever. And then you pick it up again in the car. It picks up. It, in you that know, same place. That's yeah, fabulous. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's connected to your account. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Amazon knows everything about you anyway, so... <laughs> so why not let them know everything what, about what you like to listen what to? What chapter you're on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so audibletrial.com slash show. Get that free 30-day trial and, uh, and take advantage of the gift that does not cause any clutter because it just takes, you know, your extra time that you would have maybe wasted while you're brushing your teeth, cleaning. You could be listening to an audio book or other audio entertainment. Or the Frank and Friends uh, show. Uh, yeah, we are on there, actually. We yeah. Mention it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. How about that? That was a good plug. <laughs> <sighs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your travels. You're headed Thank off you. to... Uh, 
Dallas and New Orleans. Yep. All right. I don't think I'm going anywhere. All right. That's My good. wife's trying to get me to go somewhere for New Year's Eve, but I don't want to. <laughs> Resist. <laughs> no, I, I wish I wish I could get Artie Rocket to come down here so I could take him to Gatlinburg for the uh, the Bon Jovi tribute. Oh, uh, that would be fun. But I don't think that's going to happen. That would be fun. All right. Thanks a lot for watching, listening, subscribing. Smashing, Smashing. that button. And uh, sharing this with your friends. That's also super duper important to us. Uh, Frankandfriendsshow.com is the website. Um, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we will talk to you next time. Merry Christmas. Every time a bell rings. Look at me. I'm giving out rings. (laughs) It's like midnight.